thank you for listening to RGCWV, a random geek culture in West Virginia. We have a very special episode for you guys tonight. We are going to be talking about Avengers and all the Avengers movies, all 22 films. We are going to jam-pack this episode with a summary of 22 movies so then you guys can get ready for endgame this weekend with me tonight i have our film expert i'll call him a film expert because to me he's a film expert jason smith how you doing tonight jason i'm doing good luke i'm doing good thank you for that hey no problem and also um my uh longtime friend and uh co-host of this show mike mallow mike how you doing tonight all right, we're kind of like the Avengers of podcasting. We are the Avengers of podcasting, which actually, um, um, you know what? I just thought of something. What's that? Um, oh my goodness! I didn't even plan this. Guess what episode this is? Which actual episode number this is? Twenty-three. Twenty-two. Episode twenty-two. There you go. Perfect. There you go. Episode 22. Wow, that did, couldn't have worked out better if I had planned it. Actually, I didn't plan it, but if I had planned it that way, it would have worked out the just same way. See, so we, it, are, we are the Avengers of Podcasting. Um, we, this is the RGCWV Extended Universe. <laughs> we, got this, we got this figured out. So um, later on in the episode, we'll also have Alex joining us. And um, so let's go ahead and get started. But before we get started, let's go ahead and do our geek outs. Um, now, I am just going to go out on a limb here and say that we aren't thinking about anything else. Like <laughs> Avengers is taking the forefront and the backside of our brains. We are thinking about nothing else. Am I correct in thinking that, guys? That feels accurate. I hate to say yes, even though I'm expecting a child like any day. I'm still <laughs> <laughs> thinking mostly like a child's a big deal, but man, I can't wait to see how things end in Endgame here. Go, <laughs> man, uh, I, and good luck, Jason, with all of that. <laughs> so, Every um, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up as well because um, on our next episode, we're going to be doing a review of Endgame and talking about the narrative that closes up the Avengers first four phases. Now, Jason, you may be dealing with a new baby, so we, you might not be on the new ep next episode. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it's, uh, I'll just have to find a broom closet to jump into and talk <laughs> on. I'll be fine. But yeah, sure. Thankfully, I mean, yeah. We use, you, thankfully, we use Discord, so you can use it anywhere. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. I was worried. I did not know do tonight to be honest with you because i was worried about uh her going into labor earlier but no false alarm so we're good to go we're <laughs> good to go yep for now for now <laughs> for now <laughs> wouldn't that be interesting in the middle of the episode <laughs> yeah she comes knocking the door and be like my water just broke i'm like okay guys gotta talk to you later i will is, uh, she, give you is she gonna be that calm is she gonna be be like jason it'll probably be more like the second one yeah. No, no one her. No, no one her. I will get a text message in the middle of this. Water just broke. You need to come up here now. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. So, um, 
in preparation of this episode, I have created a multi-page document um, that is notes on the entire Avengers universe. So then we basically keep the flow of the podcast. So we keep the flow of the episode. Um, now, the uh, outline that I've made is in chronological order. So then you, as the listener, can listen to exactly what's going on in the Avengers universe pre-endgame. This is full spoilers. So Captain Marvel is going to be spoiled. Black Panther is going to be spoiled. Uh, all the Avengers movies prior to this is going to be spoiled. So if you don't want spoilers, why are you even listening to this podcast? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, However, if you are somebody that just wants to go see Endgame and maybe missed a few movies, listen to this podcast and we will catch you up on what's going on in the Avengers universe. Also, if you did watch all of the movies and you want a refresher to be like, oh yeah, that happened or this happened, listen to this podcast and we'll let, uh, catch you up. So I hope you guys enjoy the ride. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. Do you, do you want to do the uh, whole spiel about the Infinity Stones, Jason? Because that sounds like something you'd want to do. Sure. Well, I mean, I can. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't have your paper in front of you, but I can go that, off the top of my memory. Uh, there are six stones. Supposedly, whenever the Big Bang Theory happened a long, long time ago, there were six stones or six elements that came out of it. You have your space zone, uh, zone, stone, which was uh, the blue stone that we saw, the first uh, stone that we see in the whole storyline. You have the purple, which is power. Um, then you have your soul stone, which is, uh, I believe, uh, yellow. No, orange. Uh, then you have the mind stone, which is yellow. Uh, you have the time stone, which is a green stone. Um, and then you have the red stone, which has also been called the ether in my rewatching. And mm -hmm. that is reality. And so they all affect each one another. It's kind of like the, the, I'm trying to think of a crazy example, like the fifth element, you got the, all the different elements and they're all some sort of different color and stuff. And they bring them together and they make a huge thing, very similar, uh, uh, type of construct where it's all six stones are all made. If you bring them together, crazy things are going to happen. So, okay, thank you very much, Jason. No so, um, we're going to go ahead and start with after the stones are created, eons after the stones are created, after the universe is created. The universe is essentially ruled by the people of Isengard. And the king of that kingdom is Odin. Odin hears of the Infinity Stones. And he starts collecting the Infinity Stones. Now, we don't know if he had intended to use the stones or to hide the stones. But either way, he started collecting the stones. Mm -hmm. He even has the a, his own version of the Infinity Gauntlet in his weapons hall. Mm -hmm. But we don't know if he had intended on using both that gauntlet 
and the Infinity Stones. He collects the, all these stones with his only daughter at this time, Hela. Now, Hela turns on him, so Odin overpowers her and casts her out. He also, around the same time, decides to hide all of the stones over the cosmos, including two on Earth, the Space and Time Gem. The Time Gem is given to Agamotto, and he starts his own group of noble sorcerers. The second, he hides in the Tesseract with the Norse people. So that's, that's, that's laying the groundwork. Some delicious intel. Yes. And you assume that the original reason, especially after you watch Thor Ragnarok, you assume there is the original idea behind the whole thing was he is trying to get as much power as possible, but he realizes, of course, how dangerous it is, and he starts becoming a good god and all this kind of stuff. So it makes you think he couldn't quite find all the stones, and there was maybe one. Yeah. And that also makes you think that maybe it's not so much that Hela turned bad, but yeah. Odin turned good. Exactly. And that's kind of what they set you up. And, and that's kind of the irony, especially when you go back and you rewatch these movies, is you get why he is as hard on Thor and as mean to Thor and, 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 and harsh about everything. Because he was that earlier, you know, but the extreme of that. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So, all right, moving on. Thanos lives on a planet called Titan. Which is super confusing. Yeah, it is. I mean, when they first announced that it was Titan, I was like, um, they're on a moon now? That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he's on a planet, Titan. And Titan gets overpopulated. Thanos is one of the higher-ups of Titan, and he suggests killing half of Titan's population in order to save the other half because Titan has limited resources. They don't do this, and Titan dies as a planet as a result of overconsumption. We can already see that Thanos... Um, he, he's, he's, he's definitely driven by this, um, need to balance the universe. So he's got the ultimate OCD. All right. Skipping ahead to, so in world war two, the Nazis try to win the war by overwhelming strength. First up by development of a super soldier serum. However, it's not fully successful. One of the researchers of this project defects and goes to the United States and makes Captain America because he decides that the United States should be the ones that win and not the Nazis. Now, Johann Schmidt, who was also a researcher, he takes this unfinished serum and he gets super strength, like they were trying to get, but he also gets a little mutilated. Now, he, after taking the serum, dives into Norse mythology and learns exactly where the Tesseract was hidden. He wants this so then he can start making weapons. So then they can win the war. However, Schmidt... Uh, Schmidt no longer wants to 
you know, win the war for the Nazis, he ends up creating his own group called Hydra. So Captain America and Schmidt, they, you know, are constantly at odds and co constantly fighting each other. Now, Howard Stark, who is a military contractor for the United States, he makes Captain America a shield made out of rare vibranium. Captain America and his best friend Bucky fight Hydra, but Bucky quote-unquote dies fighting the Red Skull. The Red Skull later tries to blow up New York with a big plane, but Captain America sacrifices himself to save the world from Red Skull and his weapons, and he puts himself and the Tesseract into the Arctic, in the, the, the North Pole, essentially. The only thing I would say, um, and this goes, and, and you can tell me I'm going way too much in detail, and that's fine, but mm -hmm. the actual, and I get this from the TV shows and all that good stuff too, but you find out through other means that the Hydra organization kind of evolves underneath Smith. It pre-exists Smith, but whenever he takes it over, it becomes exactly what you what you see on the TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. But this cult pretty much has been going on for like hundreds of years, you find out. And, and Smith is the one who kind of brings it to the forefront and makes it what it is in the movie. And then it goes and explores. And then, of course, we come back to Hydra later on. But you kind of see it. It started off kind of like a, as an ancient cult, and then it, it, and then he got into it and built it up to this whole new level type thing. It's the only other thing I could say yeah. you can add into that. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. No problem. Oh, um, hey, uh, we also uh, just had uh, Alex McLean join. Hey, you folks. Hi. Hey, Alex. How you doing? Ah, uh, sorry for the delay, but I'm here now. <laughs> well, it's great to have you. And you know what? Let's sidebar this. We just talked about uh, Captain America. Um, so real quick, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was I actually, um, not, not only I wanted to talk about Endgame, but I also went to Philadelphia this weekend. I went to the Franklin Institute and I saw the Marvel pop-up um, of Stan Lee and all of the Marvel Universe. Uh, it was all of the Marvel movies. It was the comics. They had original comic pages from the Avengers, from X-Men. It was, it was so cool. They had original costumes from the movies. They had original costumes from the show. I mean, tr truthfully, they do a lot with movie magic. But the Daredevil original daredevil costume was really cool now when you say original comic do you mean like what was printed or like is this a hand-drawn hand-drawn they had the napkin of the first drawing of punisher what <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got wow. a picture of that too. <laughs> it was so cool. In fact, the um, the first cover that uh, Punisher actually is on, you know, any is the first time Punisher uh, on Spider Man. I have a picture of that original drawing. It's it's I mean, there. There's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, it, that's something cool. Yeah. And so anyway, I. I, I you know, they were paying homage to Stan Lee. This is my way of paying homage 
to the amazing mind of Stanley. So, anyway, after that, let's continue. Yeah, where uh, are we at? Um, we just finished Captain America. We're going in chronological order. Marvel defects from the Kree and the AI Supreme Intelligence and flees with the Skrull people to Earth to find the Tesseract to make an engine that can go faster than light. Carol Danvers is her test pilot, unknowingly that Marvell is an alien and that she's there's an alien race with her too. But anyway, she is the test pilot, and the prototype gets shot down by the Kree that Marvell was fleeing from. Carol blows up the engine rather than let the Kree have it. However, as a result, she ends up from the explosion getting super duper powers because she is like way OP, but she also loses her memory as a result. The Kree take her back to the Supreme Intelligence to train her as one of their own. Also in the Kree's ranks is Roman. Theonos's son, but we'll get back to Roman later. So Carol Danvers, she works with the Kree for a little bit. Um, later on, a splinter group of the Skrull captures Carol Danvers and extracts her latent memories to find out where the rest of the Skrull are. They find out that they're on Earth. So they go to Earth. She also follows the scroll, but also goes to try to discover her past. On Earth, she meets a young Agent Fury and recruit Coulson. Nick Fury and Carol learn of her origins. They find the scroll. They also find the Tesseract and Marvell's research. So. Carol decides to leave with the Skrulls to find a new homeworld. And she also becomes Captain Marvel. However, she decides to leave the Tesseract with Agent Fury, who becomes the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Director Fury believes that the Earth needs its own Captain Marvel. He also finds out that Captain Marvel's old call sign was Avenger. Any comments on that, guys? Pretty good way to tie everything together. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I'm try I'm trying really hard to just give the details and not because this is really long. No. You're right. <clears throat> well, I I learned something right there. I did not realize uh, was Thanos' son. I mean, that that is news to me. I remember him calling him boy in the later movies, but I was like, I just assumed it was some sort of like slang at him. But uh, wow, I just learned something. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, a <clears throat> day, and um, I don't think that they ever really say if he's a natural born born son or if he uh, like he's his natural son or if he's a adopted son like uh, his other kids. So does, I don't know. Does Thanos actually have a natural child? I don't I know. Don't think so. I always kind of assume they were all just kids he kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense though. But. Oh. 
So anyway, we can get back to Thanos. So Thanos goes to a planet. Uh, I forget the name of the planet, but he kills half of its population because there are too many people for the planet to support and they're losing resources. Of the people that survive, he adopts one of the little girls and her name is Gamora. Dun-dun-dun. Okay. Dun-dun-dun. We'll get back to Gamora in a minute. Moving on. Hank Pym works for Howard Stark. Howard Stark, the one that gave Captain America his shield. <clears throat> he works for Howard Stark, but he leaves to create the Pym particle, which shrinks stuff really, really small. Him and his wife make shrinking suits so they can both get really, really small. They try to stop a bomb from blowing up a city, but they can't get in. So Hank's wife goes subatomic to get in to the bomb. She stops the bomb, but gets stuck in the quantum realm. Howard Stark gets murdered by the Winter Soldier. Oh, snap. Also spoilers. Also spoilers. The whole thing is spoilers. Every single... I got, I got All, nothing else to add. Every line of this is spoilers. Okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just the period of, of your sentences. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. And this is the plot of Ant-Man, I gather. Oh, we're done with Ant-Man. Where or no, this is the, the this was the beginning scene of Ant-Man. We're, right. we're not even to Ant-Man yet. Okay. Because no. we're also we're no, also no. about to get. We're also about to get to another part that's actually a beginning of the movie, but not actually the movie. A young Peter Quill watches his mother die of cancer. So he runs away and gets picked up by the Marauders from space. They were supposed to bring him to his father, Ego. Ego is an ancient space being. But since he's kind of a jerk, Ego is... Um, the Marauders decide not to bring him to his dad. They also don't eat him. Not a spoiler. Well, still a kind of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Most of that leading up to that point was a spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Bruce Banner tries to copy the serum that created Captain America. He finds that the catalyst of the serum is gamma radiation. However, he's still not fully able to replicate this serum, and he becomes the Hulk, but only when he's angry. Okay, uh, now we're finally getting into the first Iron Man movie. <laughs> okay. Yay. Which was like kind of the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of the beginning. Okay. Unless you count Howard the Duck. Right, right, right. And Captain Which, America was the first Avenger. Yeah, he was the first Avenger. <laughs> um, though we already did talk about um, Captain Marvel, who was also the first. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not even. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit. <laughs> the first hole. person that went by the name Avenger. B but. 
but that's the thing though. Captain America came before Carol Danvers. You know what? We're not we're not even we're not even gonna go there. We're not even gonna go there. Chronologically confused. Con- chronologically Okay. Howard Stark, <laughs> since he's dead, his son Tony takes over and continues making weapons for the government. He is also trying to make a renewable power source. Tony goes overseas to demo one of his new bombs, but he gets blown up and then gets captured by terrorists who want him to make them weapons. Part of the bomb shrapnel gets stuck in his chest, so the terrorists put a battery in his chest to keep the shrapnel from going in his heart. Tony makes a new battery to keep the shrapnel from going in his heart out of the same tech that he is using to make the renewable power source back home. He then uses that new battery to power a new iron suit that he makes to free himself from the terrorists. He puts a man inside of that suit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's him, the him that's inside the suit. He is the Iron Man. Odin is sitting on his throne in Jodenheim. He's getting older, and his oldest son is to become the king of all the realms. His name is Thor. Thor decides to pick a fight with the frost giants. Odin gets mad at him and tosses him in his hammer out. Thor can't use his hammer until he's worthy, whatever that means. While Thor is away... His brother, Loki, Thor's brother, Loki, is left alone to realize that he's actually a frost giant. Agent Coulson, who we talked about before from the uh, um, Captain Marvel movie, finds Thor's hammer and leaves Hawkeye to guard it. Thor meets a girl named Jane, and they decide to go steady. Aww. Aww. Loki overthrows Odin and takes over. And then he decides to kill Thor with one of Jotunheim's guardians. The guardian starts destroying Jane's, uh, starts destroying Jane's town. So Thor decides to try to stop the guardian, but he doesn't have any powers anymore. But since he tries to stop the Guardian, I guess that makes him worthy. So he gets his hammer back. Thor destroys the Guardian. Thor also goes back to Jotunheim and casts out Loki. Then he tells Odin that he's not ready to be king. And then Iron Man 2 happened also. Actually, yeah. I, was just about, I was just about to get to that. Now, do you think that uh, that's why Loki is so powerful? Because he drank giant's milk? Because he, he grew up with frost giants. That doesn't make sense. Are you yeah. making a reference to Game of Thrones? I am. I am. That's pre- that's pretty good. I I, <laughs> I I applaud your reference. Because Loki doesn't it, look like he's strong, but he is. You know what? I'm actually uh, I'm just gonna leave that there. That is a good Easter egg and not a spoiler. All right. After that, Tony Stark makes a new super suit and gives it to Brody in the Air Force. Brody and Tony take out some bad guys together. Uh, That's Iron Man 2. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. 
Nick Fury tries to get a group of superheroes together. So he finds Captain America hiding in the snow. He finds Tony Stark with his super suit. He also has intel on Thor because Thor, uh, Agent Coulson found Thor's hammer. And he also has intel on the Hulk and where he's hiding out. Nick Fury also uses the Tesseract to hedge his bets, essentially, and makes super weapons for a rainy day in case the, in case the Avengers don't work out. He also makes uh, does some portal experiments. Okay, going back to Loki. Where'd that Loki, guy go? Huh? Where'd that guy go? Well, <clears throat> after Thor kicked him out... Loki meets Thanos. Thanos wants to collect all of the Infinity Stones. So he gives Loki the only Infinity Stone he has. I don't know why he decided to do that. But he, gives, he gives Loki the only um, Infinity Stone that he has, puts it in a staff, so then Loki can control people's minds. <clears throat> Nick Fury is back on Earth, still trying to make portals with the Tesseract. And Loki comes through the portal that the Tesseract made. Loki steals the Tesseract. But he doesn't have a portal to go back, so he's stuck on Earth with the Tesseract. So he decided to make his own. Yeah. So... He also, on his way out, mind controls Hawkeye and a bunch of other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Nick Fury regroups. Nick Fury gets Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, to go and pick up the Hulk. He tells Agent Coulson to go and pick up Tony Stark, Iron Man. Nick Fury goes and gets Captain America himself. So that's who we got so far. And then they go on a road trip. They do go on a road trip. Kind of. Kind of. They go on a spaceship. They go go on a space a sky carrier. It's a sky it's a sky carrier. Totally not a spaceship. Totally different. To totally not a spaceship. Um, okay. So all three of them are on the sky carrier. And okay. Now Thor comes to find Loki. Back on Earth, Thor fights Iron Man and Captain America. However, they decide to team up and take out Loki. They capture Loki and the Tesseract. Hawkeye, who was still under Loki's influence, comes to get Loki, but the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents capture Hawkeye back. However, in the confusion, Loki kills Agent Coulson. And then he also gets out with the Tesseract. That seemed like a big... That seemed like a big oversight on their part. I tend to agree with that. For, for, for being an intelligence agency, they don't seem to be very intelligent sometimes. I wonder how much uh, influence of Hydra they were under at the time, where they were just like, okay, we'll just let these things slide. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that makes you wonder what... Okay, yeah, yeah. I I can't go down that brainchild. I can't. I can't. I can't get 
go down that rabbit hole. Okay. So Loki with the Tesseract opens up a portal back to Thanos's army. Um, he can't do this just with the Tesseract to make the portal big enough. So he uses Tony Stark's big reactor that he was building of the renewable power source that we talked about a little bit ago. So they get, he makes a big portal for all the army to go through Thanos's army. The Avengers knock them back. So the portal gets shut and everybody's happy. Um, Thor takes the Tesseract and Loki back to Jotunheim. However, Loki's staff gets lost and ends up in the hands of Hydra, who are still around, apparently. Hydra then uses the mind gem in the staff to make two superhumans, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. So we just talked about Hydra using the mind gem. Okay. Um, Iron Man gets involved in an adventure. However, it does not include any important information to the story. But it was a good movie regardless. We're talking about Iron Man 3. Yeah. It was, it was, it was worth the ride. It just didn't have anything to do with this story. Except um, that his girlfriend, fiance, um, she ends up getting superpowers, but they never use them, so I guess she doesn't have superpowers. It's still, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just, for, let's just forget that she got superpowers because they're probably never, ever going to mention it. Well, that's I good. think that's that they kind of end the movie with just saying, I fixed it, and then that's all. So it's yeah. the idea. He was half drunk, and he, he came up with the equation. Therefore, you know, he's able to quickly, because the whole movie, the biggest thing that you take away from Iron Man 3 is, quote unquote, he is picking Pepper over the suits. And then it ends with him more or less getting all the shrapnel out of his heart so he doesn't rely on the energy source. And now, like, the only thing he has to do is he fix Pepper, fixes his heart, and now he's a free man, quote unquote. But now everything after Iron Man 3 is him making a choice that, no, I'm going to keep being Iron Man. I have to live this lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Thor 2. Jane, Thor's girlfriend, finds a portal that takes her to the reality gem. She loses it, and then the collector in nowhere buys it. That that's all we're gonna. We're, that we don't have time to, to to really focus on all the things that don't really matter. Yeah, that's about. But he was time. such a cool character, especially in Thor Ragnarok. Which one? The Collector. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was cool. Um, I really, I really like Del Toro, um, as an actor. Um, he he, man. I tell you what, uh, Scario and uh, that second movie, um, Scario 2, um, oh man, those are really good movies. They're a little, uh, they're a little off-putting um, sometimes, but they yeah, are. That's what he are, does best. Yeah. You, you forget, forgot he was good in Snatch, too. Oh man, I loved him in Snatch. <laughs> uh, there was something else that happened in, oh yeah, um, Thor's mom dies in Thor 2. 
and Loki faked his death and took over the film. Yeah, Loki Loki faked his death. Loki dies like the third time already. I, I think it's know. the second or third, yeah. But the, the big thing is then at the end of the movie, it's revealed that Loki is actually on the throne and we don't know what happened to Odin. Odin has now disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Fake outs are basically his thing. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the god of mischief. So, I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Um, all right. So, we were talking about, way back at the beginning, Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes was Captain America's best friend. Bucky Barnes didn't actually die. He was revealed to be alive. And is also revealed to be the Winter Soldier who was actually controlled by Hydra. Now, Hydra, we find out, has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. to the highest level. Nick Fury finds out, and him and Captain America beat Hydra and the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier starts becoming Bucky Barnes again, but Bucky decides to go into hiding to try to figure things out. Which was a one of the probably plot points that I had forgotten about until this week, because mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't draw the thread from him in Civil War to him in the uh, post credit in Black Panther. So that was like the one disconnect I had that I had to had to make reconnect. Well, that's that's what the the reason of this episode is is where we're we're refreshing all of our minds. That's right, re- re- reconnecting plot thread threads. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Peter Quill is working for the Marauders. The Marauders, the ones that picked him up after his mom died. The Marauders were supposed to steal the Infinity Stone, the Power Gem. Peter decides to keep it for himself and tries to sell it. Gamora is also looking for the Infinity Stone for her stepdad, Thanos. So she decides to start following Peter. Rocket Raccoon and his tree friend Groot try to capture Peter and collect the bounty on his head. However, the police don't can't really make heads or tails out of the whole situation. So they capture Peter, Gamora, Rocket, and Groot and all throw them in jail. In jail, There's a guy called Drax. Drax wants to kill Thanos and his son, Roman. The reason why he wants to kill Thanos and Roman is because they killed his wife and daughter. Um, We don't really know why, but we're assuming that Drax's original planet was also um, had half of its population killed. That makes sense. That's what we're assuming. That's what we're assuming. Um, But they never actually say that. So anyway, Drax decides to follow Gamora because he knows that Gamora is Thanos' daughter. So he follows Gamora so then he can follow her back to Thanos eventually. So Gamora, Drax, Peter, Rocket, and Groot all escape from jail with the infinity stone and try to sell it to the collector 
in nowhere the same collector that bought the reality gem hmm. um however when they take it to the collector roman intercepts them and takes the power gem for himself peter gamora drax rocket and groot start calling themselves the guardians of the galaxy they find out that roman wants to use the infinity stone and not give it to his dad thanos but he wants to use the infinity stone to kill all the people of nova core a planet that's technologically advanced and he has a grudge against for some reason i don't know why they don't really talk about I, it. i think they've been at war for a long time yeah i think so too um but it, it's not really like super clear i don't i don't think but yeah i think you're right mike i think they were at war or something i, I think it's because nova Corps and the creed signed a peace treaty and he didn't agree with it so that's why he's out to kill them because they're on pure and all those he's he's an extremist is what you oh and yeah. i mean that would kind of make sense because he used to be part of um the, the creed. creed yeah exactly so whenever the creed and apparently nova you're led to believe sign a peace treaty he is completely against it therefore he is kicked out of uh, you assume he's been kicked out of the creed army that's why he's like he is right now with all these well like a faction all to himself that's why he's out trying to kill all these people and stuff. Because now that, he's he's shunned and he feels like he, he needs to uh, kind of pulls a Thanos and feels like his way is the only way. Okay, that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes yeah. sense. So anyway, uh, R- Roman wants to use the uh, Infinity Stone to kill all the people uh, on Nova Corps. Um, <clears throat> so Peter gets the power st- uh, the power gem back from Roman. And he gets it back by holding the power gem in his hand. Peter shouldn't be able to do this as a human. However, he can because he's half Ego's son, which is a, like I uh, remind you guys, a ancient space being. So anyway, with the power, uh, power gem, Peter kills Roman. Now, Peter decides to leave the power gem with Novacore to guard it. The Guardians, then after that story, uh, become space mercenaries. <clears throat> they work for a bunch of different groups. One group that they work for actually goes and creates Adam Warlock, who we don't know much about, but he's pretty important in the comic books apparently so you know remember that name we might see it in future movies so yeah, um, teased it, so it's got to happen now i don't know i don't know i don't know what's going to happen with there's, him there's, there's always the guardians three yeah they mentioned him i mean i mean he might even be in the um avengers um endgame movie we don't know That's we true. don't know so anyway um after this, Ego finds Peter and takes all the Guardians back to his planet. On Ego's planet, they introduce the Guardians to Mantis, who was Ego's assistant. Mantis can read people's emotions and influence them. Mantis tells the Guardians that Ego is actually going to 
kill Peter. So the Guardians end up killing Ego instead. All right. You know what? Now, now, now we're this far. We're we're at Avengers two now. I think if we're going to take a commercial break, this would probably be a great time to do it. And we're back. Now we've talked about everything before Avengers two. Now we're going to go Avengers two on. So are you guys ready? Yeah. You have any? You have any interjections before I finish or finish this out? I thought you said, do you have any energy? I was like, not really. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to muscle through. I could do this all day. All right. So the Avengers destroy the last of Hydra and discover that Hydra made Scarlet Witch in Quicksilver. During this, Tony Stark has made an artificial intelligence. The AI kills Tony's electronic assistant Jarvis and then escapes into the internet and calls itself Ultron. Ultron makes himself a body and starts making a super body that is able to phase through objects, is made of vibranium, and has the power of the mind gem that he got from Loki's staff, which he got after ransacking Hydra. I'm beginning to realize that this plot is very similar to Terminator 3. The Avengers decide to take the new body that Ultron was making and put Jarvis in it, who isn't actually dead, even though he was an AI. So, I mean, yeah, as alive as the AI could could be. They They put Jarvis in it. He was a Schrodinger's AI. He's a Schrodinger's AI. That's a pretty good reference. Dead or alive. So anyway, the Avengers put Jarvis into the body. And Jarvis, with the mind gem at the center of his forehead, and becomes Vision. Now, right after this, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver decide to join the Avengers... Because Ultron is going to drop the entire country of Sokovia onto the world and end all life. Shortly after this, Quicksilver dies. Aw. So sad. The Avengers kill Ultron and stop Sokovia from getting high enough to kill everyone on Earth. However, a lot of people still die. That was Avengers 2. Okay. Hank Pym decides that the world needs a new Ant-Man, which is what he used to call himself, that can shrink really, really small. However, he doesn't want to do it anymore because he's getting older. So he picks a former thief, Scott Lang. Why he decides to pick a former thief, I don't really know. Plot points, I guess. Lang learns how to use the suit and learns how to go subatomic and is able to come back from being subatomic. Hank also gives a flying shrinking suit to his daughter, Hope. Eventually. Eventually. Okay, Thor 3. The best one. The best one. It really is. That one's just great. 
it's it's good. Actually, it's good as even a standalone movie. It's actually my favorite Marvel uh, movie altogether. You know, I I hear a lot mm. of people people say that. My favorite is actually uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. That's my number two. Yeah, I love that one. This one's so good. So anyway, okay. Odin dies, and Hela, who Odin casts out, or casted out at the beginning of the story. She's hella bad. Hela comes back and then breaks Thor's hammer. Hela goes to Jotunheim, takes over, so Loki and Thor leave. Thor, Loki, uh, Thor and Loki find the Hulk out in space, and also a former Valkyrie from Jotunheim as well. So they all go back and take on Hela. However, they can't beat Hela. So they leave on a spaceship with the Tesseract as Jotunheim is being destroyed along with Hela. So Hela's Hela gone. Hela gone. I was going to say Hela dead. Sorry. She's hell is hella dead. I, I was going to, I was going to laugh at that, but I had the thing muted and I was laughing. I was like, why is it not going? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Captain America, civil war. The governments of the world want to pull the reins in on the Avengers after the whole Circovia debacle, because like you would, I, I guess even though some people died, the the fact that they saved the entire world wasn't good enough. Either way. So some say that this is a good idea. Some say that it isn't, as far as the Avengers are concerned. Um, so the rules um, are actually called the Circovia Accords. And these accords are headed up by Wakanda. Now, the Wakanda king, during their summit of the Sokovia Accords, gets assassinated by Zemo, who was also from Sokovia. Now, Zemo, apparently he's really, really smart and, you know, smarter than everybody else, so he um, frames Bucky Barnes who used to be the Winter Soldier. Bucky Barnes is good again, so he starts working with Captain America. Tony, who's on the other side and supports the Sokovia Accords, decides to recruit Spider-Man. Captain America decides to recruit Iron Man. So Captain America's team and Iron Man's team, they fight. And then Brody as War Machine ends up getting paralyzed. So in the whole insanity, Captain America and Bucky break away. Captain America and Bucky um, think that Zemo is going to make more Winter Soldiers. <clears throat> they go to stop him. However, he doesn't go to create more Winter Soldiers. He All he does is just show Tony Stark that Bucky, as the Winter Soldier, killed his dad, Howard. So, Tony 
fights Captain America in the Winter Soldier. They all get pretty beat up and bad. So Captain America and Winter Soldier leave, but Captain America leaves the shield that Tony's dad made him because he doesn't want it anymore. Now, the king of Wakanda, his son, T'Challa, he watches Zemo die. He doesn't kill him. Zemo was already dying. He watches Zemo die. So, you know, I, I, you know, take that whatever you, however you will. I don't take it anyway. So we're all don't good. take, don't take it anyway. Don't mm-hmm. take it anyway. If you don't want to. Okay. Dr. Stephen Strange is one of the Lord's best surgeons. However, he has a car accident and loses his hand control. So to try to get his hand control back, he finds the sorcerer group that Agamotto started. We talked about Agamotto way at the beginning. That kind of started the whole thing. Yeah, it kind of started the whole thing. So Dr. Stephen <coughs> Strange decides to learn magic while he's there. Um, after he learns magic, he holds back an evil god from taking over the entire world using the Eye of Agamotto, which has the Time Stone at its center. Okay. That about sums it up. That about sums it up. I mean, that's pretty much... I mean, we're trying not to, you know, take three hours to do this thing. That's right. This isn't in-game. It doesn't take three hours. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Black Panther. T'Challa becomes Black Panther in King of Wakanda. But they're in in Wakanda. It has the world's only supply of vibranium. Vibranium, the stuff that Vision is made out of, and also the stuff that Captain America's shield was made out of. Now, vibranium research. Who is actually headed up by T'Challa's sister? Vibranium research makes them extremely wealthy and scientifically the most advanced country in the world. However, this keeps them closed off from the rest of the world. At the end of the movie, they decide to open up their borders and start sharing their technology with the world. Um, Also during this, T'Challa and T'Challa's sister makes Bucky Barnes a new arm. At also, out of, also out of vibranium, I think. I would assume, yes. Yeah, I would assume. Um, okay, so Spider Man magic legs. <laughs> I forget what that was from. Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. It sounded so familiar, and I was like, "Where is that from?" You got a new arm, Bucky. You got magic arms. In honor, in honor of King. T'Challa, I will not quip, because he does not quip. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really a straightforward guy. Spider-Man. We talked about Spider-Man a minute ago. Um, that's who Tony Stark recruited for his battle with Captain America. Spider-Man goes on his own adventure. It has no effect on the story. However, he does become a better hero for it. Um, I guess we can say one thing from the uh, Spider-Man movie, which is that 
the people start um, salvaging uh, stuff from the Thanos army invasion and start making space age weapons. I mean, we can say that. However, you know, Tony Stark and the, their team kind of have wraps on that, you know, because Tony Stark knows weapons, I guess. That's I guess true. that's why he has a pigeonholed on all of that. I, I don't I don't really know. They don't really go too far into depth on that. So, um, okay. So Ant-Man, after the Spider-Man movie, Ant-Man, Ant-Man goes on an adventure that makes him go to the quantum realm. In the quantum realm, he finds Hank's wife and brings her back. He just bumps into her. He's like, oh, hey. Yeah, he just like, hey, what's up? Uh, the quantum realm apparently gave her some kind of healing powers. Okay. Are you guys ready? Let's... Because we're, we're about to get into Infinity War. Uh, I might need to stretch first. Man, go thing, ahead and stretch. <laughs> Luke, the only thing I would add is I'm, I'm right with you the whole way, except for I would put actually uh, Thor Ragnarok uh, a little bit like closer to the Infinity Wars. It's kind of a wompy one because he's got a weird timeline deal. But if you look at it, Doctor Strange is already the sorcerer that he's supposed to be when he gives um, you know, uh, Thor the address where his dad is when they show up and looking for the for oh that's a good point so yeah. thor thor has already been introduced yeah to so, to doctor um, strange. to doctor strange thor is the only one that really knows who doctor strange is exactly and it's one of those things where it doesn't really pay off too much in the the affinity war but it kind of sets up and then what's weird is the the Ragnarok timeline is like very very wonky, I guess you could say, because it starts off with him, and then whenever he through the time work, and they show, and they end up on that one planet, and the guy and and Jeff Goldblum's like, hey, time works here differently, and all this kind of stuff. And and the reason why they say that is they are there like for a short period of time, but everything else kind of happens much quicker. And the example he gave is Loki sees Thor and Loki says, I've been here for weeks and Thor just got there, you know, when, yeah. when they both, so it's one of those things, but the events of, of Ragnarok kind of, or one of those things that kind of leads in, because if you remember ends where Thanos ship shows up and it's about to start bombing on Thor's ship. I wonder how, uh, it, since you say that, I wonder how much the Hulk aged while he was there. I, I wonder. See, that, see, that's the thing. I would assume like years because, well, you yeah. remember though, on the planet, no time really changes too much. You know what I'm saying? So he might have been there for only a couple months, but for us, it's a couple years. You know, yeah. who knows? It's one of those things they don't really go into it too deep, but. I just thought that was kind of interesting. So, you know, I always kind of ma imagine maybe this is just me that time must pass differently in Midgard, in in the realm of Thor. That it just seems like that entire setting doesn't really sync up or even care to sync up with the chronological events of the rest of the world. By the way, it's Isengard, not Midgard. We're not talking about Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Good reference. I. <laughs> Had my Norse mythology mixed up. 
It's fine. It was a good. It was a good solid Easter egg. All right, let's finish this out. Let's finish this out. I think we've done pretty good, though. Okay, so Thanos gets the Power Stone from Nova Corps. We don't know the result of that. We don't know if from the destruction, maybe, of Nova Corps that Nova, the superhero, because he's actually a superhero, if Nova is going to emerge from Nova Corps. We don't know if that's going to happen. But either way, Thanos gets the Power Stone from Nova Corps. Thanos, after that, attacks Thor's ship and takes the Tesseract. He also kills Loki. We think for real this time. But we don't know yet. Um, also, he beats up the Hulk really, really bad. Now, before he's able to kill the Hulk as well, the Hulk gets sent to Earth off of Thor's ship using the Bifrost. The Bifrost is what the Isengardians or the uh, the As the Asgardians use to transport themselves between the realms. So anyway, they 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 transport Hulk to Earth. So then Hulk can warn everybody on Earth that Thanos is coming. Thor also gets thrown into space. Actually, I think Thor's ship gets blown up and everybody dies, but he doesn't die, I guess. So anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So Thanos's minions go to Earth so that they can collect the Mind Stone from Vision's head and the Time Stone from the Eye of Agamotto. They get Doctor Strange in the Eye of Agamotto, and they take that back on their ship. Iron Man and Spider-Man follow them on their ship. The ship is unknowingly to them headed to Thanos's old planet Titan. The other minions try to get the mind gem from Vision. However, they can't because Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, and Black Widow all stop them. After they get away from the minions, they decide to regroup and go to Wakanda to try to separate the mind gem from vision. Wakanda also makes Captain America a new vibranium shield. Actually, two mini shields that he wears on his arms. That's not really su super important to the story, but it's kind of cool. I think it's cool. All right. The Guardians go to the ship wreckage and find Thor floating through space. Thor, Groot, and Rocket decide to go to a dying star to make Thor a new weapon because Hela destroyed the, his hammer. Peter, Gamora, Mantis, and Drax go to nowhere to try to infiltrate um, nowhere and get the reality gem before Thanos can collect it from the collector. 
However, they're too late. Thanos sets a trap so that he can get Gamora because he assumes that Gamora knows where the soul gem is. Gamora doesn't want to tell him, but she ends up telling him because he threatens to kill her sister, or stepsister rather, Nebula. So Gamora tells Thanos where to find the soul gem. Thanos and Gamora go to get the soul gem, and he has to give up the most loved thing that he has to get the soul gem. So he sacrifices Gamora. So so Gamora dead. Too bad. So Thanos ends up getting the mind gem. I say you, she dead. I say you, she's dead. So, okay. Thanos now goes to Titan to retrieve the time gem from the Eye of Agamotto. Tony, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange are stuck on Titan. They don't know how to leave, but they figure that Thanos is heading there. So Doctor Strange uses this time to peer into the future. He looks at 14 million futures, and he says that they only win one out of those 14 million. Drax, Nebula, Star-Lord, and Mantis join them on Titan, and they all together try to stop Thanos. However, they can't, and he ends up getting the Time Stone. Thor, during this, makes a new weapon. He makes an axe, actually. And that axe is more powerful than his hammer ever was and can even summon the Bifrost. So now Thor can transport wherever he wants, whenever he wants. As long as he has it as axe. Convenient. Thanos. And you have my bow. (laughs) And you have my bow. (laughs) And my axe. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yes, that's what the axe is called. Axe is called Stormbreaker. Okay. Thanos goes to Earth to get the mind gem. The mind gem they still haven't separated from Vision. I don't know what's really taken them that long, but they weren't able to do it. So Scarlet Witch, who got her powers from the Mind Gem, Vision tells Scarlet Witch that she has the power to destroy the Mind Gem since that's where she got her powers. So she tries to destroy the Mind Gem. And she does it. The mind gem shatters. Thanos, getting there, uses the time gem and turns back time, just like Cher always wanted to do. If I could turn back time. Which, go, by the way, little, little, little bit of trivia. Did you know that that was the actual first commercial song to ever use autotune random geek trivia random geek trivia let's keep going Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> all right so 
Thanos uses the time gem and turns back time to before she destroys the mind gem. He then takes the mind gem out of Vision's head and then is able to completely fill the Infinity Gauntlet with all the Infinity Stones. Thor, with Stormbreaker, tries to kill Thanos. He actually sinks Stormbreaker right into the middle of Thanos' chest. However, he doesn't go for the head. So oh. Thanos snaps his fingers. I would have gone for the arm, personally. I mean, if he did that, that would have fixed everything. Yep. So anyway, Thanos snaps his fingers while he's like half dead. And right after he snaps his fingers, half of the entire universe's population falls to dust, ceasing to exist in this universe. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> Thanos no. leaves. You know, that's totally unfair to all the planets that Thanos already purged. Like, that's a good point. By their population that's by a, half. That's a good point. Like, what that, it, is, <laughs> that is unfair to them. What a jerk. <laughs> all right. All right. So... As you guys probably are wondering, and um, a lot of people were probably hanging on to this entire thing to listen to, who died? Let's go over that real quick. The important people that died. Black Panther died. His sister died. Not on camera, but the, um, the director reveals that his sister also died. Nick Fury dies. However, as he's dying, he pages Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Bucky Barnes and Falcon die. Here's a here's a, here here's a, here's a really uh, um, sad one. Star Lord, Drax, Mantis, and Groot all die. Everybody with sequels. Spider-Man, in the most dramatic way possible. I mean, I still just thinking about it just gets me. Just it just gets. Spider-Man dies. Also, Doctor Strange dies. As he's dying, he says to Tony, "This was the only way." Also, Scarlet Witch dies. Now. You might think to yourself, hey, we're at the end. We're not at the end. Scott Lang, during all of this, is in the quantum realm. Hank Pym, his wife, and Hope are all on the other side of the quantum realm, helping him out. However, while Scott Lang is in the quantum realm, all of the Pyms, Hank, his wife, and Hope, all die from the snap. And so we are left with Ant-Man stuck in the quantum realm. With no friends. With no friends to help. Oh, I never realized that. Yeah. Also, also, 
I mean, he he's well, yeah, he's he does have one friend because I mean, he he I mean, well, work acquaintances, work acquaintances, he's work acquaintances with Captain America, so you know, he's got that. He's a friend from work. He's a friend from work. <laughs> That's a good callback. So, Thank you. guys, what do you think? Regarding the snap, I I do criticize uh, Infinity War a little bit for not killing off any main characters that, like any any of the core Avengers, not Captain America, not Tony Stark, or or, or any of those guys. I feel like it would have had greater impact to the viewer. Not to the characters in the story, but to the viewer themselves to lose a favorite character. I think they're just trying to keep the people in who have contracts that are expiring. That's the thing. It's a little on the nose. That, yeah, that, that is the truth of it. But, um, <clears throat> you know, a, a lot of shows that are well known for killing off main characters, I'm thinking of Game of Thrones, but... You know, I'm into anime. A lot of anime does that too. That like main character, main character has a lot of impact to the viewer. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to say that um, they didn't kill off some main characters in the Infinity War, the comic. However, I will point out that Marvel, as far as the comic universe, is not completely. Um, out of character to do things like this, what Mike was just talking about, which is, you know, contracts are expiring, so they're keeping some people in so they can get rid of them later. Because, um, I mean, if you if you think about it, Captain Marvel, that was, I mean, that the creation of that character w- was, you know, caught up in a huge legal difficulty. So... Right. And uh, I'm not going to get into all of that, but uh, I will say that outside circumstances sometimes affects internal narrative. And I, mean, I know they're going to bring people back. Like It's not like they're going to just stop making these movies. This is the biggest cash cow ever. Well, <clears throat> well here's, a, here's another thing. Why the heck do we e- did we even get a Spider-Man trailer? Because it's Sony and they can do what they want. <laughs> That's true. It's just uh, I've I've. Well, that was kind of the thing. As I was watching the movie in the theater, I was thinking, well, that person's got a sequel coming up, and that person's got a sequel coming up, and Black Panther just made seven hundred million dollars, so it's going to have a sequel. So it was kind of like obviously it's coming back. But yeah, if I was if I was uh, Sony, I would have probably tried to market the Far From Home as a prequel to the Avengers, just like Ant Man and all this other stuff. So you're like, oh, it takes place, and then the big reveal, of course, is no, it takes place afterwards or something like That's that. True. Yeah, but I mean, I do like the fact that they are making it so that Mysterio is kind yes. of like taking advantage of the fact that there is no more Avengers left. Yeah. And so that he's the new hero or whatever. Ah, I see. So, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, great casting choice yeah. for, for Mysterio. Cause he, I mean, 
He's yeah. just that kind of douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> now, All as right, I... Then. Maybe somebody that knows more about the comics themselves could enlighten me on it, but I understand that in the comics, not the movies yet, but in the comics, the people, like all of the trillions of souls that were destroyed by the snap, they are stored inside of the soul stone. That is true. Hmm. And truthfully... There's a lot of speculation on exactly what they're going to do, but as far as the everybody being stored in the Soul Stone, there is one thing that I'm really hoping um, will happen, and this is something that me and Jason have talked about on in length on this, which mm-hmm. is how to integrate the X-Men into yep. the series. People coming back from the sta- snap that was stored in the soul stone, they've already laid the groundwork that people get powers from infinity stones because that's where Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver got their powers from an infinity stone. So the suggestion is that not everybody, but a number of people, a significant number of people will come back with powers that a significant number of people will get the gene and will start having extraordinary children that's Mm. the and Mm. truthfully if that's what happens because we're we're not doing a spoiler here if that's what happens for the mcu going forward i will be very happy because it is a good explanation to continue the mcu it seems like a good way to go yeah all right guys um thank you very much for hanging on thank you listeners for hanging on um i hope you guys enjoyed this and um if any of our listeners want to comment in and uh let us know what you think is going to happen with endgame you can uh, shoot us an email to randomwvgeek at gmail.com or you can text me at 304-566-9777. Welcome to the end game. Ooh. You see what I did there? Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs>